The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. At a campaign-style rally last night in Phoenix, President Trump gave an angry defense of his response to the violence in Charlottesville, blaming the media for distorting his position. Trump jumped from topic to topic. He threatened to shut down the government over the border wall funding and strongly hinted that he might pardon former Maricopa County, Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio, convicted of criminal contempt for intentionally disobeying a judge's order to stop traffic patrols that targeted immigrants. Was Sheriff Joe convicted for doing his job? That's what... He should have had a jury, but you know what? I'll make a prediction. I think he's going to be just fine, okay? Trump said he, quote, won't do it tonight because he doesn't want to cause controversy. The 85-year-old Arpaio became infamous during his 24 years as sheriff for a litany of misconduct, including aggressive enforcement of immigration laws by unlawful methods, investigations of his legal and political foes, and racial profiling. Joining us is Mark Osler. He's a professor at St. Thomas School of Law. Mark Tell us what Arpaio stands for in the communities he has policed. Yeah, he's very controversial, and he's someone that you know, expressly invited confrontation with the Hispanic community in, in the Phoenix area. Um, and he got it, you know, that he um, organized special projects, for example, uh, targeting uh, areas where people were, were picking up day laborers, um, were going to be... Uh, you know, they, they, and and then of course enforcing Arizona's laws uh, regarding immigration that were later largely struck down, um, and so he's someone that invited controversy in the same way that that Donald Trump has, and was divisive in in much the same way. So if he was just if he was enforcing Arizona's laws, uh, he didn't write the laws and he didn't strike them down. How to, what is the trouble that Arpaio got in? Yeah, well, you know, the thing about the thing about law is that what's on the the paper is only part of the story. The discretion that police officers, those in law enforcement and prosecutors have is is often most of the story. And what what Sheriff Joe got in trouble for is um racial profiling uh that they they um adopted tactics that made it clear that they were targeting Hispanics and also um, broader systemic um, projects that targeted Hispanics. Um, it really wasn't so much some of the more controversial things that he did, such as the way he ran the tent city jail and things like that, but it had to do um, with with racial and ethnic profiling specifically. And there was a, a pretty damning report from the Department of Justice uh, in 20, back, I think that was 2013. Then you had uh, the the contempt. Uh, there was an order that was put in place by the court out there. Uh, he was held in contempt of that and then held in criminal contempt just uh, back in July. There's a process for presidential pardons. Has that been followed in any respect in Arpaio's case? 
Um, from what Arpaio has said, uh, he said that he did not seek a pardon. That means that he hasn't submitted a petition. Uh, the rules are, are you know, pretty clear about how this is supposed to work. Now, of course, it's a constitutional power of the president, and that means that the, the president has the ability not to follow the rules uh, if he doesn't want to. Um, however, it does um, definitely mark this as something different than what we usually see with clemency. Well, what normally would happen? Let's say he had put in a petition for mm-hmm. for a pardon. What what is the process before it actually gets to the president? Yeah, the process is pretty extensive. That it is reviewed by the staff at the pardon attorney. The pardon attorney is official at the Department of Justice. Then the pardon attorney looks at it, passes it along to the deputy attorney general. Uh, the deputy attorney general often has a staff member that previews it before he or she looks at it. From uh, the deputy attorney general, it doesn't go all the way to the the attorney general. It then goes over to the White House, to the office of the White House counsel. It's reviewed by staff there, then goes through the White House counsel, and then goes to the president, finally. So there's there's really seven steps, potentially, of review here. So what kind of a message would it send if Trump actually did pardon Arpaio? Yeah, it's it's significant because what we're talking about here is not it's not really the same as Mark Rich or or Scooter Libby, where there were presidents there um, helping out someone who was a friend or a supporter or a uh, an employee. In the case of Libby, here it's a statement issue that uh, you know it would really be perceived, and I think correctly, as Donald Trump saying. Uh, you know, this is somebody like me. This is somebody I support. I support the values that he expressed in his work. And the reason that's going to be so controversial, in a way that the statute, you know, when he said Confederate statues are beautiful things that shouldn't be taken down, well, there we're talking about racism has existed over 150 years ago, embedded in an institution of slavery. With, uh, With this issue with this potential pardon, he's dealing with racism as it exists today, embedded in the mechanism of criminal law. Well, is our pardon sometimes issued for what seem to be political reasons like this one? Sure. Yeah, I mean, although very often when we when we label something a political pardon, we're really talking about about you know, favoritism, that, that George H.W. Bush uh, issued clemency for some of the people who were involved in Iran-Contra. Uh, you know, we had Scooter Libby, we had Mark Rich, we had, you know, we've, we've had that uh, kind of pardon for a while. Um, but what I think is different about this is that it's political in a way that it's making a political statement about law enforcement. Um, and Trump's been pretty explicit, especially in what we heard in the rally last night, in making it clear that's what he's after. Arpaio is 85 years old. He faces six months in jail, up to six months in jail. And attorneys who've been following the case doubt that someone of his age and with no criminal record would actually serve time. Mm -hmm. Is that that your opinion? And, And what does that say about what Trump wants to do in pardoning him? Right. I, I, I completely agree with that. I, I can't see a judge giving him, you know, even the six months or a fraction of that. Uh, I don't I don't think that's going to happen to a, a man of his age. And he's lost an election already. He's you know, there's not the danger of him continuing these activities. There's someone new in office who's who's changed those policies. Um, but, 
you know, that does go to, given that there really isn't much risk of, of this 85-year-old man going to, to jail, um, what's the message that Trump is really sending? And I think it has to do with issues much deeper than any one person. I should say that Arpaio told the Associated Press that he wasn't disappointed that Trump didn't pardon him yesterday. He said they just decided not to do it tonight. We'll have to see if and when it occurs in the future. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.